One of your and first Strava captions, Pete, at the start of this was, um, you've been social distancing since it's been, since before it was cool. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that, is. that was like on the first day that these regulations came out. I suppose. Yeah. yeah from blind bite, so it's. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing new to not really see any people around the area. Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow, and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. Far out. It's been um, a pretty weird last month, hasn't it? Um, pretty weird not catching up, you know, several times a week to, do, to train. Weird hearing your voice again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I thought it would be a really good podcast to to catch up and and it's probably a, a more um relevant um it's probably a coaching phone call really because um it, it's it's a lot of it's just been through text or messenger um to check how you're going so i think it it, it was uh it's quite a quite a relevant um yeah relevant podcast to do yeah i think it'd be good yeah it'd so, be different um, good how was today um you, you both had some 1k reps and you said it was pretty cold and windy out there i'll let you go first pete yeah by and by it did not produce good weather for this session that's for <laughs> sure the negative <laughs> next to the water is it gets cold and windy yeah um had seven by a k and so sort of started off in three seventeens, sort of into the headwind for the first probably four reps and then so I got out of the headwind the last three and started rolling probably three tens, three twelves last three reps and felt in complete control as well, which was good. I didn't feel like I was fifth gear in any of the reps trying to hit the splits, which is is good. Nice man. Um and Damo, you said you felt pretty good too. Yeah, I did it around sea for wetlands and it's kind of much the same as Pete with the wind, but it's like you guys have both run there before. It's hard to know which way the wind's going around Seaford. You kind of feel like you've got a headwind and a tailwind no matter where you're running. So, anyway, I did um, I just did six, and they're all between 312 to 316 um, off a minute as well. And same again, just felt in control. Um, yeah, didn't feel like I was going flat out. Just get to a K. Yeah, so a minute. Pretty good signs because, like, I I sort of set the plan to do it more at sort of ten k pace um, uh, for the session. That's how I was looking at it as well. I was like, this is more ten k specific work today, so that's mm-hmm. kind of like the effort I was had in the back of my mind. Good, yeah. And so I, I suppose, um, how are you both managing this period with um, COVID nineteen? Like, there's no no race. Um, on the horizon and 
how you're managing um, motivation wise and be completely honest. Um, well, for myself, yeah, I'm looking at this as like um, a training camp. Yep. It's like, it couldn't be any better to be honest. I get up to my session at eight o'clock every morning on my easy run. Just got a routine and it's the same every day. Like wake up same time, session same time, come back and then there's uni work waiting for me when I get home. Mm-hmm. And so just keeping that routine's kept it fairly easy to keep myself honest. It's funny the mix of responses to that question at the moment. Like, um, whereas I was chatting to a couple of patients um, yesterday and they're actually completely the opposite. They're struggling for motivation without that that um, that foreseeable goal or knowing when this whole period of um, COVID nineteen when we're going to get on top of it and and when when there's going to be a bit more of normality. Like how how have you coped, Pete? Yeah, it's been definitely been interesting, but because I think I trained for so long by myself, like that aspect of not training with a team hasn't really affected motivation a whole lot just continue to get out there and um just do what i have to do and not really think about too much else one of your and, first strava captions pete at the start of this was um you've been social distancing since since before it was cool yeah that, is, <laughs> that, is, that was like on the first day that these regulations came out i suppose yeah from blind bite so it's <laughs> I mean, it's nothing new to not really see any people around the area. So it's nothing new for me. But I've always been self-motivated in the sense that, yeah, racing's good, but um, I'm always thinking longer term. Like if I can, if I train for 12 months with no race, I'm kind of okay with that. Yep. Yep. Make that race good when you come back. Yeah, and it's just... Like you just gotta um the people that are struggling, you just gotta take a step back and realise why you started running in the first place. Just getting out there and enjoying enjoying nature, j- just enjoying being out there. You don't really need a race to be going like chasing something for like personal goals and stuff. Yeah. I mean that's so true. Like it makes you like reminds you like why you started doing this in the first place. Yep. Yeah, because there's definitely, like, a few reasons why people run. Like, um, you can sort of very get – you can get caught up in, like, the whole performance side of things and and chasing times and and improving your your performance as a runner. But then I suppose there is that nice um, aspect of getting out, getting some fresh air and clearing your head and um, and making you sort of just fit. It's a great, great sort of um, stress reliever and – good for your mental health as well and there's there's that aspect of running too that uh yeah i suppose you've probably got to appreciate a little bit more in these times too yeah i've had a few patients that they just rely so much on other people to be there to go for a run um like they 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 wouldn't run if they didn't have a group um you got any tips for those 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 runners out there guys you gotta get like like group chats, you got to keep all that stuff going. Yep. Like keep the, I know keep the interest, keep the like um, competition alive. Yep. Like not literally, but like between your peers, just yeah, got to keep the connections connection there. Keep everyone accountable. 
it's probably a good yeah. um, segue for um, what we've done a couple of times um, over the last four weeks. Um, you know, whether it was when Ben Griffiths came up with that fartlek idea to see who would get the furthest distance with, you know, all these different kind of 20-minute fartleks. Um, so that was a good sort of Tuesday challenge um, at one point that our group yeah. sort of messaged and it got everyone messaging um, and just a few other things like, um, one one sixty minute fifty minute run. We we we're like okay. Well, everyone just get out and try to run a hundred meters as fast as you can because there's nothing else on at the moment. It's kind of a nice time to be able to do sort of things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? Were you gonna say anything, Pete? Uh, no. I was just gonna um agree with what you were really saying. Just got to keep the just because um you're not running with people. Everyone's in the same boat. You just got to keep. Like sharing on social media, just checking on people, keep the group in boxes, um, continue all that social media. That's really all we have at the the moment. Yep. Yeah. And um, how have you liked the last couple of weeks of training? Um, so, like, if I was to um, go through like a general structure of, say, the last couple of weeks, um, it's generally been like one sort of progressive long run in there where we're sort of just um, progressing the speed as we go for a long period of time. Then there's probably been one session each week that whether it was three six-minute efforts or or, or um, some 1K efforts or some mile repeats. Um, so sort of more of that, um, say, 10K sort of pace work. And then the other session was probably more based on speed and technique and hill, hill strides or or 200 meter sprints. Um, yeah, how have you how have you gone with uh, that kind of structure, and, and what are your thoughts on it? For myself, I think this is what I'm built for. Yeah, this is like like enough, enough of that track stuff. Like I'm <laughs> giving like long like effort, so I'm, I can switch off. I can like this is my element, and yep. like the, especially like the progressive stuff where we're like. Um, you gave us two weeks in a row. We had like a 50 minute or an hour run with just 20 minute blocks that got like we'd start with like a warm up and then just 20 minute blocks that got quicker. Mm-hmm. And then with a cool down on the end. Um, yeah, that's it's kind of a session. And it was, it's almost not even like I don't know. I rock up not think like with the pressure of a session. It's just yep. like rocking up. It would just be an hour run and then just, just get to work through the gears. Like there's, I don't really place. It, like the pressure's not there for those kind of runs, but it's still a really decent run. You get so much out of it. I think it's right up your alley. Like I think that's why you like it so much. Like I think, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. You, like that's what you're you're physiologically sort of built for, and even I think mentally, like it really agrees with um, your sort of um, like you are like very good at focusing for a long time and and. Um, and and um being patient and persistent um but yeah it's 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 a, a session that i think um pete you're pretty good at it too yeah i definitely really enjoy these sessions and the change in training was good because i come off the track season pretty flat and yep with everything and like with the whole covid19 stuff I, um it was good to do some different sessions just to sort of get going again and 
feel like I was getting back to normal training wise. And yeah, those hour long runs where we were progressing every 20 minutes, I really enjoy those style sessions. And um, even the last couple of weeks, doing like Tuesday, Friday sessions and then a progressive long run on the Sunday just kept everything interesting. And you didn't really know what. Um, like you've never really done those sort of days before where you're doing easy days where others were probably doing sessions and just kept everything interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a perfect time, isn't it? Because, like, um, the whole world is in limbo um, and then suddenly, like, you start to question, well, why are we still training on a Tuesday and a Thursday? Like, um, the, the fact that, you know, there's a period where, like, no one was working for a few weeks um, or – um like as in like um everyone's routine was opened up definitely a a little bit more and there's a lot a lot more flexibility at the moment so it's kind of interesting just to to mix the days around as well um and yeah like I say that variety is what keeps keeps it interesting and you know I really feel like this period now is just like a really good period like you said Damo to open up the convo was just to build a lot of base strength and just um, set up our aerobic system and our fitness so that um, when we actually do have an idea of when the races will start again, we can sharpen up, but just to get like um, get our aerobic systems and our strength um, right up to a level that we haven't got it before and um, just slowly build a good base so that we can, we can um, work from that once we get a bit more um, idea of when we, what races um, everyone can sharpen up for. Yeah, and, like, I remember when you sent that, like, two weeks ago when you sent that message through that you wanted to shift up the week to change from the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday session, like, layout to Tuesday, Friday and Sunday long run workout. I was like, yes. Like, I got so excited. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, because, like, the long run, I felt I felt like I was a marathon runner now, like yeah, doing workouts in a in a long run, like that's something new to me. <laughs> and like I see you smash out all these long runs on a Sunday, and I'm like, I got to feel a little bit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I no, mean, I, I was I was going to do a marathon, but Dane Dane put his foot down on that. <laughs> no, I, I miss it. once again a perfect time to actually work a little bit harder in the long run because we've got. There's no races, so like, like in other years we'd have um, the cross country season coming up, and we'd be, um, you know, into the cross country season. Every two weeks we'd have a race, so you wouldn't be able to do this with the long runs. So it's meant that you're like, well, let's turn a negative into a positive. Um, yeah, there's no races, but maybe we can try something different um, with your long runs and actually um, just work the last ten, twenty minutes. Just you know, not crazy like. We own, I've only sort of told you to work it a little bit harder. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's a different type of stimulus. And, um, and, uh, and then, like you said, you both were like, oh, cool, that sounds – it's right up your alley, like, for both of you, for that, that kind of training. And, um, and I think if you're excited about something, then it's, it's, um, it means that, um, oh, that's only a good thing with training. And it's like – it's also really different. Like I've never had, like, because of what you gave us was an hour run and then into 20 minutes and then 10 minutes easy. 
um, never really had to push myself after an hour. Yeah. So it was kind of, I was interested to see how, how it would feel and it was actually felt all right. And so like you walk away feeling pretty good. Where did you do that one on the weekend? I've done heaps of local runs. Like this has been great for exploring around home. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's just this stretch, um, Taylor's road and it's probably, well, it probably goes for like 3k and then it's broken up by a main road. You cross that and it goes to like another 2k. So it's like 5k straight of just, it's a lot, it's very similar to like Devil Bend, like just gravel and just, uh, okay. um, probably a little bit harder on the foot, but it's still, it's not road. So it's really nice. And how long does it go for? Yeah. So it's probably like, you probably have to run to a 3k to get to it. Um, and then it goes, yeah, it's like a 5k straight. Nice. So then, yeah, go out and back. You got a pretty good run. Yep. With a couple of dog legs in between. How do you feel um, Monday, uh, Tuesday after um, that long run? Um, well, I had work like straight afterwards too. So that kind of added a little bit, but um I don't know. I, I could have been worse. I was like, yes, I was a little bit like had a good sleep. <laughs> like, yep. But after like Monday, there's it's just this Monday fifty. So just take that to absorb it, and then Tuesday, um, I don't think we did a super hard session. It was a, this week. It was two hundred. Yeah. So it was just again that was it wasn't heaps compared to what we've been doing. So. Yeah, I didn't really have to. I had four days, like up until today, to really yeah recover from it. Yep, yep, yeah, nice. And then ended up feeling really good. So, how about you, P? Yeah, I felt fine Monday, probably because like I've done a fair few of those um, like long run workouts with um, jumping in when you you Dion Apples and John were all training for the marathon. Sort of doing the occasional half session with yous meant that I could handle these types of long runs and recover pretty well. Yep. Yeah, you've so done a few more of them. The hardest one I did was, I think mean, we did an hour at 3.55s and then straight into 5K at 17.20. That was the hardest long run I'd probably ever done. Yep. And how did you pull up after that one when you did that? Uh, I don't remember. It was like 12 months ago, but I don't think I would have pulled up amazing, Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, like, I suppose you're dabbling in those. Like, it's at the moment, it's the perfect time to do it because, um, yeah, we've got the days to recover um, and there's no race that we're worried that you're going to get flat for. Um, and because we've been able to you know, structure the week a bit differently. I, I feel like, um, yeah, the recovery's there. Um, so whereas, like, um, I suppose that's always the danger, isn't it? Like, with doing a run like that, how much does it border on just a race and and a race effort and um, and that really taxing kind of effort? Um, yeah, it's that that tricky balance. But I think at the moment, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm liking having a few of those runs in there, and um, and then what about uh the hill hill reps and the speed work? Um, 
Uh, Damien, what have we sort of stressed there um, with, with the purpose of those sessions? Oh, well, you really got me concentrating on my cadence. Yep. Um, and it's something like, yeah, I'd probably, it's, I don't know if like you'd call it overstriding, but it probably is. But like, I've just got, like, I don't, like on an easy jog, I won't really push 160 steps per minute. Um, whereas like the bloke next to me is probably doing 170 and 180. Yep. And it's just something like that's always been the case with me. Yep. So you've got me like when, when we're doing hills or like the 200s we did on Tuesday, just to focus on um, taking more steps, like yep. just improving my step rate. And that's just going to take time. Like I think it's, it's sort of a, a bit of a habit with, with how you, you run. But if we can... I think um, in, increase your cadence by ten percent, and I think you'll find that um, you, you'll you'll be a more economical runner. Um, uh, um, like I like I do I do at times when you tire. Um, like I like I think I noticed it in in your five k PB um, track race um, at the end of the track season. The last k, your cadence um, did did sort of. Um, blow out and it did sort of hover you know back down around that 160 um or so steps per minute so it seems to be something that we all do it like we lapse into our sort of um our fatigues like it's it's sort of our um backup sort of um technique when we're getting tired um and and i think um yeah we can just keep working on it gradually i think uh you'll actually find that a, a, a more preferable sort of movement pattern um, in terms of saving energy um, and being more efficient. I think like these long runs that we've been doing that get progressive as well are going to be good for that later fatigue as well. Yep. Like you pointed out on my last 90 minute run where I had the temp 20 minutes at the end that like my cadence got up like after an hour. Yep. So yeah, I think it's, Stuff like that, and then with the speed work we've been doing, yeah, exactly. Really like, good. How good's that? Like you're 60 minutes into a run, but then your cadence was still good, which normally it probably wouldn't. Like normally, you, when you fatigue, it actually blows out, um, and you start overstriding. But um, by having those, it forces you to forces you to concentrate. Yeah. like when you fatigue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then um, Pete, same with you. Like I, I, I really am liking giving you some hill reps at the moment um, and some speed um, just to keep working on um, trying to trying to get your hips up um, later in the race and and um, just to overall get your your um, your muscular system through your legs more powerful um, yeah um, I also sent you guys um, some this week um, some online exercises um, some brutal ones of that of them. Yeah, they that was yeah. <laughs> lucky we lucky we had two days off between sessions. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. It. Yeah, I did the strength one first. Far out. <laughs> I really underestimated that. Where'd one. you feel it? Everywhere. Like everywhere. Good. Good. <laughs> I couldn't feel my legs on my 85 minute run on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> On my sixty, like I, just, I, just, I think I, I think I might have started a little bit later than the no, normal on that one. I said to mum out the door, I'm like, I don't feel good. 
I'm going to send you through a different routine um, uh, next week. Um, it's going to have a bit more skipping in it as well. I, I want you to do the skipping a fair bit actually over this um, this winter um, because I think I think if we can um, yeah incorporate a bit of skipping, it's going to make us more economical as well um, and just establish that as part of our regular routine. Um, I'd also like to add that I have still been doing my arm swing. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. You're running arms. Yeah. yeah. I've actually been thinking like I'm feeling like I'm feeling pretty economical. I don't know how it looks, but I'm feeling pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And I think like that's so good that you're still doing it, Damo, because it's only going to change with time um, because it is a bit of a learned thing. Like I've met, we've mentioned it in the podcast before that um, when we, when, when I, first started coaching you I, I felt like your arms were were too too like crossed over your body too much um ra- rather than sort of in by your side um and I felt like you're wasting energy laterally um by doing that um and and I feel like you're 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 um yeah you're um meaning that your energy is going to be a bit more well directed by by um changing that motor pattern and, and I think it's just going to be a time thing and, and soon that'll just be your home position will be your go-to. It's just what you do. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it, it gets back to that whole consistency factor as well. You don't, just because there's no races, people shouldn't like neglect those one percenters. There's in three months when you can race again, you'll be back to square one and have to try and race and do all the gym stuff to fix anything. Yep. Yeah, and I think, um, what I'm trying to promote is that the little exercises, they don't have to be um, a massive, long, laborious routine. Like I feel like if you get the the right ones and you know they're the ones that are that you struggle with or are specific to you, you know you might have three, four, or, or three or four exercises that um, you just tie in, um, you know, two, three times a week before you run. Um, so because you're tying it in with your run, it becomes a routine and it's just what you do um, and you don't know anything else. Um, and then you don't even know you're doing it because it's part of your warm-up um, before you run. Um, so, yeah, trying to establish that kind of routine, that's a really good point, Pete, because um, often um, in times like this, that's that's what drops off and, um, and uh, then in three months people are back to having a sore whatever that they normally have because it's um it's uh gone downhill and deconditioned nice um yeah so then what what about uh i was just gonna um mention a few of the other guys in in the group um uh jess i've seen jess a couple of times um throughout the last um, month and we've caught up a couple of times and just gone through his training. The last time we had a chat, um, Jess was struggling with his Achilles um, and touch wood the last 10 days, he hasn't felt his Achilles at all. Um, so it's looking really good for Jess. He's, his running load is um, still um, about 50% of what it normally is, but he's gradually in, increasing and, um, and he's been really good with, um, yeah, his, his strength exercises um and and then um yeah then there's ben ben griffiths um who's unfortunately got a bit of a sore heel at the moment so he's been on the bike with his partner kate a fair bit um out on some runs um and uh yeah 
Uh, and then Bevan, yeah, Bevan um, at the start of this block actually um, got out and we did a did, – this was when um, uh, the social distancing was only just sort of coming into play and, and I caught up with Bevan and we did a – got him um, out on, on the Seaford wetlands and he did a five-kilometre PB, um, 16.35. So that was the first time under 17 minutes. So that was – pretty good to see um and then he's been training away um and doing school online um so um yeah now the, the squad's going going really well um but it's just i suppose being pretty hard to to keep everyone on board and and make sure that everyone's um still staying motivated um yeah have you guys got anything else to add i think like like, it's so hard to know what the other guys are doing when, like, like obviously we're not seeing them. So, like, the group chat's been great. Yep. Um, Strava's been great, too, just seeing what everyone's doing. Yep. Do you reckon we need, like, uh, a, a, a virtual race kind of hit out um, for the squad? I was yeah. going to ask you that because, like, I've put so much good, like, so many good sessions behind me at the moment. Yep. Like... And it, I kind of, I really want to capitalize on it. To yeah, be honest. yeah. I think like that might be a good uh, idea if we organize something for four weeks' time or something like that. What are you thinking, Pete? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because as soon as my run for the kids numbers come in the mail, I thought I really want to put these on and just go rinse, <laughs> rinse a run somewhere and just. That's really depressing. <laughs> and just try and run something, even if it wasn't completely 15k just try and get something yeah yep see i'd be keen to like get my 10k pb down like unofficially yep um yeah that's something i think i could really improve yeah it's not a bad idea um and um the only the, the hard thing is the longer it is the harder it is by yourself um uh like I could see a 5k being like a good distance in that, like you can, you can always seem to just like, um, you know, re positively reframe your headspace, um, over, you know, 15, 16 minutes of work. Um, when it starts to come out to 30 minutes plus, um, it's quite hard to sort of, yeah, just stay on that, that red, red line and, and keep yourself there. Um, when you're, when you're solo and there's, and it, and it is sort of just a virtual race and there's not much on the line. Um, I'd probably have to, like I'd, I'd admit, I'd probably get with Dad on the bike or something yep. just to yeah. have some kind of gauge. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that would probably be something that I'd I'd be, um, yeah, and, and it's your dad's. So, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, you're exposed to each other all the time, so. Um, but yeah, like some, something like that, um, for the 10 K is probably what you need. <laughs> but then I'm also like kind of in the other headspace as well. It's like, if I just keep this momentum going and say we're racing in, I don't know, I can't really put a date on it, but if I just kept the momentum going for like a couple of months, imagine the PB I'd run when we do get to run. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just take like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like how how much do I want it now? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Like, um, I do think like you need little short term goals, and 
I think your PB, like, you know, say in three months, there actually is, like, oh, say in October, there actually is, like, a 10K suddenly, um, a competitive 10K. You're always going to run faster in a race situation than, than you are with your dad. Well, I'm just, hoping that, um, I'm just hoping that the Melbourne Marathon in October, because I was hoping to do the half there. Yep. So I'm hoping that that it's, still it's goes It's safer ahead. now. For the yeah, for now. Now. What was that, Pete? Well, uh, Melbourne Marathon is probably the only safe event that's not going to get cancelled for the minute. They've been hyping it up on inside running too. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know what's going to happen. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's no races till next year. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd see that happen. Because yeah, like, we've actually got a vaccine of some kind. Because a lot has to happen between now and then allowing thousands of people to be in the one spot again. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I I do not see borders like international borders being opened up before January next yeah. year. Well, that's what they're talking like that they're seeing. Otherwise, you get too many people in the one spot again, and it just who knows what will happen a second time. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, oh, it's such a weird situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree, though. Like, we do need – I reckon we do need a virtual race hit out. So, we'll we'll keep sort of sussing that out, working out what we're going to do, uh, what excites everyone. Um, because if you have – if we have something just in, in the short term, at least – at least it gives us a bit of direction to um, – uh, and then, and it gives your training a bit of purpose, and then you can dig d- a little bit deeper in, in the sessions that you are struggling with at, at the end because there is a bit more of, um, yeah, kind of got yeah, something like on the line light now. at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, anything else, guys? Did you want to mention your what you're doing online with your physio stuff now? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've started, like, and it's probably been a really good time for this um, because um, of coronavirus. Um, I haven't been treating as many people in the clinic um, as I normally do. So I um, created an online exercise group um, for runners. And it's been something that I've wanted to do for the last year or two uh, because I've found that, like we said before, if, if there was something that drops off in runners, um, it is the exercise aspect and we all just want to run. And I felt like if I can just, you know, create something that's easy to follow that people can do at home, um, and a 20-minute routine for some Pilates, 20-minute routine for some stretching, 20-minute routine for some strength exercises that's updated each week, um, then um, I might be able to get a few more people on board and preventing some injuries. And, yeah, it gets um, frustrating as a physio because a lot of the injuries you see, you, you, you realise that they're very preventable. Um, and for me, this is quite a fulfilling uh, course that I've created because I feel like it's me getting on the front foot and not being just reactive and sitting back and letting people get injured and then responding to the injury. So... Yeah, I think it's very important too. Because imagine if people were just doing nothing. Imagine how many injuries you get once, like footy and stuff oh, comes back. Oh, hundred percent. Like I've 
I've seen a lot of, um, even just the last week or two, I'd probably, yeah, um, diagnose them as isolation injuries. So um, people, <laughs> you know, their routines changed and they're not moving as much. They're not getting to the gym. They're not, yeah, doing their football. And so they've got a stiff back or a stiff neck. And, um, yeah, so it's it's um, just trying to encourage that. And, and, um, and they're not crazy exercises, but it's about establishing that routine and making it feel simple enough that people will do it. And then once people are being consistent and, and, and they're actually establishing that routine, that's the key. Where, um, where can people uh, sign so, up to this? Yeah, it's um, runtherapy.teachable.com. Uh, and uh, if you just um, go to my Run Culture page on Facebook or Instagram, there will be a link there. Nice. What's on for the rest of the day for you boys? Um, for me, I've got more assignments to finish. Yeah. I think you'd actually like the assignments I've been doing lately, Dane. Did one on, um, finished one yesterday on oh, child nice. athletes and then like injury and burnout. Email, email <laughs> it yeah. through. Is it? So we can all walk. <laughs> no, it's... It's about, it's mostly about a 13 year old gymnast and her having like late periods and like bone damage and That's stuff. That's good so stuff it's not to very know, applicable it's, to it's you, really Pete. I just... Nice. That's. That's awesome it's really today, interesting. Mate. That's what yep. that's what's on for me for the rest of the day. Yeah, I, where... I was talking to someone yesterday actually about burnout in um, junior athletes, and they mentioned something that I'd never really thought about. But it was even um, even just that mental side. So, like even you know if you're 11 year old, 12 year old superstar runner, and you're sort of you know training so hard compared to say the next runner next to you, and you're winning all your races. Um, you know, you do that for five years and then suddenly people start, you know, maybe catching up, doing a bit more training and suddenly um, you lose a few races. It's even just that mental side of, of not knowing how to lose. I think that's kind of like why I was yeah. fortunate, like not to yep. take this too serious until I was in like year 10. Um, like, cause I wasn't yeah, definitely. And, and I think um, as, a, as a junior, you're going to improve anyway, just from, you know, hormones and, and the growth um, that your body under undertakes during those years anyway. So training, yeah, you better to under train as a junior um, uh, and, and then ensure that you, you're getting the appropriate nutrition and sleep and, um, yeah, you, you're not in that sort of energy deficient state so that you develop really well and, and you're going to naturally improve just, just because of the, the growth of your body during that time. There's such a big jump between like under 18s and then like under 20s and open that like they think a lot of them probably go through juniors, like you said, winning all these races and then you get to open and it's like this real daunting Mm -hmm. reality check almost. And it airs a lot of people off. A lot of people do drop out. Um, Yeah. But I think just acknowledge knowing that, um, Yes, like um, sport, this sport running really does reward that runner that just sticks at it for, you know, a number of years. And it's amazing the improvements that you can suddenly see. Um, Like you might not see many improvements in four or five years, but then suddenly it just clicks um, because you've been at it consistently for four or five years. And your physiology, like, has just slowly changed over time um, because you've just um, slowly and steadily and consistently stress the system over time. Um, yeah, but it, 
um, it's about sort of, um, you know, stay, staying sort of injury free um, during that time as well. And that's a bit of an art. Yeah. Have you guys yeah, been listening to any of the podcasts that I've done? Like, because um, I've had a bit more time on my hands, I've been able to pump out a few more podcasts. Have you had to listen to any of them? They're, they're still on my list. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting to them eventually. You, Pete, a few of them. Well, I'm a bit... <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit more up to date than Pete. I'm up to... Yeah, okay. Well, you I only haven't listened to your latest one. Law. Yeah, and then there was a couple yeah, I said of that books that, would be a good that I one. Reckon, um, you guys would like to. I'm cu- currently... Um, uh, I've got it on Audible, um, but yeah, the Dina Castor book, um, uh, her her biography is really good. You guys would love it. And then also um, Running to the Edge um, by Matthew Fetterman um, about Bob Larson. Um, and he was a coach um, at the Olympic um, Training Center at Colorado Springs and he coached Meb Keflazeki. But it sort of details his younger years when he coached um, – uh, this team called the Toads um, in the '60s, and there's so much that I'm like far out. That reminds me of us, us, and 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 the process that we're going through uh, with the owls. So um, it's a must read. Great guys. Well, yeah, I think that was a good chat, a good catch up. Um, I suppose the next few weeks we're gonna. I suppose we want to work out what we're gonna do from a race point of view, and because I, I really see this as as winter sort of foundation training. So just going to keep trying to do a lot of those um, progressive runs and, and fartleks and keep having a few sort of um, 10K pace sessions in there and a few sort of speed speed sessions in there and, and really knuckle down on those exercises. So including that skipping in there as well so that we're, we're um, keeping all our systems pretty strong um, uh, so that we're ready to go once there is you know, a bit more light at the end of the tunnel. Great, guys. Yeah, that's good. I'll um, chat to you during the week. Oh, Pete, good, yeah, good hearing from you. Do you have another quote? Or... No, I got <laughs> nothing. You put me on the spot. It's oh. I forgot. It's... Jeez, Pete. All right. All right. Leave it with me. <laughs>